Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. When you wake up in the morning, you might start your day with a cup of Nescafe instant coffee, lightened with coffee mate creamer before jumping in the shower and sudsing up your luscious locks with some Garnier Fructis, or maybe it's Maybelline. You pull on a Ralph Lauren polo and spritz yourself with some Giorgio Armani cologne and grab some breakfast, maybe one of those disgusting breakfast hot pockets that they make, and wash it down with a flavored Perrier. Uh, Don't forget to feed the rest of your family, though. Fancy feast for the kitty, uh, Purina dog chow for the pup, and some Gerber formula for the... uh, Some Gerber formula or baby food for any tiny humans you might have around. For lunch, you bring a frozen Stouffer's entree and a bottle of Pure Life spring water. And during your break, you break yourself off a piece of a Kit Kat bar and even swap one stick for a piece of your office mate's nerd's rope. Tired from a long day of work, when you get home, you opt not for delivery, but for DiGiorno as you put a frozen pizza in the oven and finish your night off with a pint of Haagen-Dazs. A caloric and extremely product placement filled day, wouldn't you say? The only issue is that every single brand that you supported is owned by one multinational company that is widely regarded as one of the most evil corporate overlords, Nestle. Today, we are here to talk about some of the largest controversies that have put Nestle straight in the crosshairs of boycotts, lawsuits, and scrutiny for crimes against humanity. They do make a good chocolate chip, though. Yeah, a a good chocolate chip. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing. Out of all of these things, you're like, oh, man, I love love me a Nestle Toll House chocolate chip. I didn't know that they owned a Haagen-Dazs. Oh, yeah. They own everything. They own fucking everything. They own 8,000 brands. What? And That's a, a monopoly. A lot of them you wouldn't even recognize here in America because they are like omnipresent everywhere in the food industry. Wow. But we'll talk about it. So a welcome back uh, to another season of White Collar's Red Hands. Uh, as always, I'm Kashan, joined by... Nina Kern. And we back. We back, baby. baby. If you thought we were quitting after seven, then... You were wrong. You were fucking wrong. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to forever. We're the little engine that could. I'm going to be 80. It's going to be season 371. And we're still going to be talking about some corporate bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to get worse. Well... And I might be dead by then. I think I might die before you. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. Really? I uh, I've ingested so much caffeine today that if I told a doctor, oh, that's they would true. they would be worried. All yeah, right? I did just watch you drink an energy drink. I am running off two and a half hours of sleep today. I spent seven hours yesterday just reading about Nestle, and I spent three hours today putting together the outline to this episode. I'm. I'm so caffeinated, I feel like the Energizer Bunny, and you guys better 
fucking enjoy this episode because I put my goddamn blood, sweat, and tears into it. His eyes twitching. Ah! Does your eye twitch? Is your eye twitching after all that caffeine? Oh no! I just feel like um, I feel like someone released. 500 bumblebees inside my chest. Oh, hot. So uh, before that dies out and I slip into a coma, let's talk about Nestle. So how did Nestle come around? They're an old company. Uh, The company that would eventually grow into the multinational food giant known as Nestle started like most companies do when a mommy company, the Anglo-Swiss Condensed Milk Company, and a daddy company, the Societe Farine Lacti Henry Nestle, that one is, is not a short one, when they love each other very much, they merge to form a multinational conglomerate to better exploit the lower classes. We love a love story. Mm, this is beautiful. Uh, oui, oui, oui. We live in life story. Je t'aime, mi amour. Stop speaking, frog. Uh, <laughs> this pairing was made because Henry Nestle, and if you're not from the United States, I know that you pronounce it Nestle because there is a, an accent over the E, but in America, it's Nestle. It's what all the Nestle Crunch Bar commercials say. It's not my fault. It's how they told me to say it. Yes, slay Nestle. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh, Here's the thing. Everywhere else pronounces American brands differently, though, so it's fine. Yeah, so it's not our fault. Like okay. in France, Mike Wazelski is Bob Wazelski. They just fucking changed it. Wait, what? Yeah, like in Monsters Incorporated. Wazowski? Yeah. So Wazelski. Oh, whatever. You Mike Wazelski. You don't even know his name in English. Whatever they call him Bob in France. Why? They just I don't, don't know, like the they, just don't. they don't like the name Mike. And then Lightning McQueen is Flash McQueen. And Squidward SquarePants is Carlos. That's in France? Yep. That's bullshit. Yep. Carlos? Yep. Yeah, because my ex, who's French, um, one time we were he he came into the room and my friends and I were watching SpongeBob and Squidward was on the stream on the screen and he goes Carlos and we were like what the fuck are you talking about that's and he's like Carlos that's Carlos and we're like no his name's Squidward I'm fact checking this later that cannot be serious I'm just telling you what my ex said oh my god uh, but Nestle Nestle and this <laughs> pairing uh, was made because Henry Nestle the uh, the founder of the longer name that included his name, uh, developed a milk-based baby food and later in aided in the invention of milk chocolate by a chocolatier named Daniel Peter uh, by providing powdered milk, the key ingredient that kept milk chocolate from developing mildew. Ah, Yum. Up that in, makes sense. Up that until makes the, sense. Up until the late 1800s, milk chocolate wasn't a thing because if you put regular milk into chocolate, it would just make it spoil really fast. Yeah. So they developed powdered milk and they put it in the chocolate and bam, milk chocolate was born. I did not know that. And dentists had a profession for the next hundred years. Yeah, I eat so much milk chocolate. Oh my God. Uh, these two companies, both being in the business of alternative forms of milk decided that by their powers combined in 1905, they should become a powerhouse of a company. Hey, Henry Nestle, I've got some milk alternatives for you. That's just regular milk. For those of you not watching the video, Nina grabbed her titties. Um, That's just regular milk. 
Um, but no, it's not regular milk. It's breast milk. Don't worry, Nina. We're going to get to a bunch of titty jokes later. Uh, yeah. Okay? You're going to be in titty. Titty in jokes. Titty heaven. Tit- um, over the next century, though, Nestle would expand through multiple acquisitions. They own so many brands that it would take way too long to cover them all. And that's in addition to the ones that I mentioned in the intro. So just know that they have become the largest publicly held food company, a title that they achieved in 2014. Uh, they own over 8,000 brands, 29 of which have an annual sales of over $1 billion. Their net income was $17.2 billion, that's income, not revenue, in 2021, and they have almost $140 billion in total assets. They operate in 189 countries, own 447 factories, and employ just under 340,000 people and are ranked number 64 on the Fortune Global 500. Wow. Where are they? Where is their headquarters? They are Swiss. Okay. So Ah, oh, not so neutral, are they? They are a Swiss company. I also make that joke later. Stop oh, stealing my material. Um, their highest grossing products in order are powdered and liquid beverages, uh, baby food formula, or baby formula included, uh, as it was one of their first products, is what Henry Nestle was making when he first started his company. Um, also, bottled water, milk products and ice cream, and then a litany of others from healthcare to, obviously, soaps. They own a majority stake in L'Oreal. That's why they have Garnier Fructis. No! Are you kidding me? Yeah. They uh, own L'Oreal? They're ama- That's my favorite mascara, and now I'm not going to be able to buy it anymore. See, here's the thing. Like, and Maybelline? They own so many things, dude. Like, it's, it's impossible not to buy their products. Um, and they make such a good ice cream sandwich. They do the, the drumsticks with the peanuts and shit on top. That's Nestle. Um, Hagen dazs Nestle uh, dryers. I think is also Nestle. Briars. Briars, not dryers. I don't know. I don't it's Briars. I don't eat ice cream that much. Um, oh, I'm Kishon, and I don't eat ice cream. Shut up. <laughs> All right, I got. I eat a lot of ice cream. I have cream. strong enough bones. I don't need the extra calcium. I eat so much ice cream. I know. That's why you can't see my chin right now. Oh my, that's why it usually gives people two of them. With a company as large as Nestle, there are bound to be some skeletons in the closet. Uh, but Nestle seems to come, come under fire more consistently than many others, partially because they seem to have little to no remorse or culpability for the things that they have done. So let's jump right in, starting with the potential thousands of babies that they've killed. Call the Supreme Court. Uh, Whoa, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll crack down on that real quick, huh? Mm-hmm. It's like they prioritize that over everything else. Uh, so Nestle has made a lot of money off of their baby formula uh, from North America and Europe specifically. And this is why it decided to expand its business in the 1970s. Specifically, they wanted to increase sales in developing nations and targeted nations of Africa extensively. Um, they used what are widely regarded as aggressive global marketing strategies that claimed their baby food to be as good or healthier than mother's milk. Uh, That's not true. I'm about to say this claim is not only untrue, but it's also dangerous. Natural breast milk not only contains nutrients not found in baby formula, which is essentially just powdered milk with some oil and sugar. Like, that's all baby formula kind of is. Um 
but also contains antibodies that strengthen the baby's immune system, something that is incredibly important in developing nations where healthcare and sanitary conditions are harder to come by than first world countries. Breast is best, everyone. And when it comes to milk, it's breast versus all the rest. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we got some good we got some good things going on. I don't uh, know about you, Kashan, but I sucked on my mom's titties and I'm fine. Did you suck on yours? Uh, or were you formula fed? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I should ask. <laughs> text her right now. I'm not gonna text my mom right now. Hey, like, was yo, I breastfed? Did I I I think I was. I think I was. Don't know that for sure. I'm going to go ahead and say I am. That's why I have such a robust immune system. Was because <laughs> I was I was titties in my mouth immediately from when I was born, and nothing's ever changed in 27 years. Um, speaking of sanitary conditions, uh, another problem with marketing baby formula to these populations is that quite often there was not enough access to clean water to mix with the formula on the packaging that ne- that Nestle used it did state that you needed to boil the water before mixing in the formula but due to low literacy rates many mothers in these countries were not aware of this i was worried you were going to say this and in addition to this many warnings on their products were written in english so even if the mothers were literate in their native tongue it was less likely that they would be able to read the warnings printed in a foreign tongue and like other things on the label were printed in their language. So Nestle specific But the warnings weren't? Nestle specifically chose to put the warnings and sanitation policies in English. Why? Because it's They're shitty? Because they think they were doing it on purpose. Because the th- whole thing is they were trying to sell formula to people that did not need it. These people Oh, so like, if they were like, "Oh my god, these warnings if yeah, my they, baby, they would just, I was like, why would I feed this to my baby? They would just breastfeed. They had breastfeeded forever, and it's safer to breastfeed, but Nestle doesn't make any money if they're not buying their formula, so they they made it harder for these women to understand that they should just breastfeed their kids. They were trying to dupe them into, you, into selling them this product. Um, even if mothers were aware that the water needed to be boiled, though, Sometimes in these countries, there just wasn't even the ability to do that safely and effectively. A problem that Nestle was no doubt aware of, but chugged on with their marketing anyway, getting more children to be bottle-fed with contaminated water. Uh, Because of this, UNICEF estimates that formula-fed children living in unsanitary environments are between 6 to 25 times more likely to die of diarrhea and 4 times more likely to die of pneumonia than children that are fed by the all-natural titty. Wow. Because... So they're causing infant mortality rates to spike by having all of these babies in uh, unsanitary conditions be bottle fed instead of breastfed and like a significant amount. I mean, six to 25 times more likely. That's huge. To die of diarrhea and four times more likely to die of pneumonia because they're not getting those anti, they're the not getting the antibodies. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and then God knows what's in the water that's giving them the diarrhea. Well, that's the whole thing is that they're not getting like the antibodies to stuff like uh, Giardia or like cholera and other, you know, uh, waterborne uh, GI illnesses. And 
Not to mention that in most of the countries, the cost of bottle feeding your child would take on average about 40% of your income to do so. Oh my God. And in countries with extreme poverty, it was sometimes over 100% of your income is what it would take to feed your child with formula. Uh, You would literally have to go into debt just to feed your child. Uh, Because of this, mothers would try to spread out the formula by using less than the recommended amount or mixing it with sugar water to dilute it, uh, causing widespread malnutrition in children at a key point of their development, which means permanent complications. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people when this is shitty who would be like, well, then why didn't they just breastfeed? But when it's being pitched to you that this is healthier for your child than breastfeeding... It makes sense that they would continue to do this. It's funny you mention that because literally the next part is like, why would they choose this? Like, why are they choosing to formula feed their babies? It can't just be because of the multiple posters that say it's better. Things that quote that quoted lactogen is the best milk for your baby or lactogen. It, it was lactogen powder. That's the name of the food uh, or lactogen is is better than mother's milk or claims that said it's the easiest milk on a baby's stomach, which are all false. It can't just be that. They also used only white children in an area that is obviously predominantly black. In the uh, ads? Because they wanted to make it seem like this is what all like the Western mothers are doing. So they use that to sell it to more people. But it's not just that. Uh, Nestle was pumping money into marketing in these countries, paying off doctors to to recommend their lactogen powder over breastfeeding and also providing a free sample in hospital to new mothers. The new sample lasted just long enough for the new mothers to stop producing their own milk, a process that that happened surprisingly fast. It was a Mm month-long free sample and I think you stop lactating in like two weeks or something if you if you don't. I'm not if, sure. If you're not getting, if no one's feeding off of you, that's a weird way to put it. But you, you well, get yeah, it. but I mean, there's no supply and demand. Yeah, and at which point there were no more free samples, and you had to spend half of your income, or your baby just starves. There's nothing else to feed it. You have to formula feed your baby now. You're not producing milk. There's not like there's wet nurses around, you know. And Nestle also had up to 5,000 employees dress up as nurses and peddle their product in hospitals to give out the free samples. Yo, what? And the mothers did not know that these women were not trained medical professionals, and they took their advice to use baby formula as unbiased medical information. What the fuck? Because they just dressed them up as nurses, and they would say, yeah, we're nurses. And a hospital would just allow this? Because they were getting paid off. Oh, my God. There was even, um, so Nestle and other um, baby formula producers would help fund hospitals and then help design them. And they would specifically and purposefully put the mother's ward farther away from the new infant's ward to keep them separated to try and help stop lactation sooner by keeping them separated. And, like, so they're just bundling money into this. And well, because when you hear your baby cry, you will lactate. Yeah. So they did this on purpose. They also, uh, higher stress levels and stuff will make you stop lactating as well. So they, they did these, like, they think they also manipulated this way to like put stress onto new mothers to force them to stop lactating. So they'd have to buy more baby formula. How the 
hell are you that evil to like concoct this? Well, you you wait till we hear some even harder numbers. Oh um, wow, great! So Can't all wait. of all of this culminated in a booklet printed about the practices uh, entitled "The Baby Killer." Uh, which launched a boycott against Nestle products in 1977 in the U.S. and Europe and got the World Health Organization, or WHO for short, uh, to release an international marketing code for breast milk alternatives known ominously just as the code in the business. They just call it the code. Um, After initial pushback on the code, Nestle agreed to follow it in 1984. It took seven years because when the WHO first released it, they were like, this is optional. We can't force you to abide by these rules, which ended quite a lot of these um, predatory practices. They said no for seven years. And then it was only after the boycott lasted in America and Europe for seven years that they finally agreed to it in 1984. And that is when the boycott ended. Um, That being said, Nestle supposedly continued these practices in Pakistan in the 1990s. There was a whistleblower in Pakistan that said they were doing the exact same things, like more than a decade after they agreed to follow the code. Um, and they are still suspected suspected of doing it today in other undeveloped nations if they think they can get away with it. Like if no one's going to notice in these smaller countries, they think they're still doing it. Um, and modern day estimates say that still to this day, 800,000 to 1.5 million deaths annually are linked to bottle feeding in undeveloped nations. Wow. So that's not just as children, but also people who developed malnutrition as a child from being bottle fed, growing up to die of complications later. Because if you've ever seen the pictures of like children with the big distended bellies, yeah, that is actually caused um, by them not getting enough protein mm-hmm. in their diet because these mothers are um, adding sugar water. It's caused from having too much carbohydrates and not enough protein in your diet as a child. So it's just like sugar water with a little bit of milk powder mixed in because they're trying to stretch out this formula because they've been forced to use formula and literally like imagine if you had to pay what you paid for rent, double it, and then that's what you have to pay to feed your child. I wouldn't be able to afford it. Exactly. Yeah. And they know they knew that they were doing this and they still continue to do it on purpose and just kind of not really give a fuck. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. That's probably their, that's, that's the worst one. They're, the other ones are pretty bad, but that is probably the worst one we've, you know, that we'll talk about today. When you're literally killing children, it's hard to get too much worse than that. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, so with Nestle's body count, body count of children already staggeringly high, um, but, This is also an issue with all baby formula manufacturers. Um, It was just worse with Nestle. Obviously, the code was made because it applied to everyone who was marketing at this time, and they were all doing it similarly. Because once Nestle started, everyone was like, well, they're making money. Let's do the same thing and make some money, even if it kills children. Um, Of course, though, that isn't all we're going to talk about today. They may have had an issue with clean drinking water in regards to baby food, but Nestle's issue with water extends much Further, um, So Nestle, I don't know if you know this, is the largest producer of bottled water in the world, um, owning 11% of the market share globally. Um, 
They own such water brands as Pure Life, Arrowhead, Ice Mountain, Poland Springs, Deer Park, Perrier, and San Pellegrino. Wow. Just to name a few. And not everyone will, like most everyone listening won't recognize all those, but that's because they're- I only don't recognize Arrowhead. See, Arrowhead is from California. Okay. So me growing up in Arizona, that was one of the most popular bottled water brands in Arizona. And then Ice Mountain is from up in Michigan. So around here in Chicago, you'll see that. Deer Park is in the southeast, and Poland Springs is in the northeast. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of region-locked, but they're they're all made by Nestle. And then Pure Life, you'll see everywhere. That's yeah. kind of their global one. And then obviously Perrier is French, and San Pellegrino is Italian, but mm-hmm. they're globally marketed. Um, most of the water produced by Nestle's bottling fac- or <clears throat> bottling facilities is just... Tap water. Actually, nearly half of bottled water in plastic bottles is directly from a tap with no extra treatment. Uh, Nestle has been sued before for false advertising because they never divulged this on their packaging, but they, of course, settled outside of court, never admitting guilt. Shocking. Uh, Now, taking all of this water just to package it into bottles has some very negative effects on the environment in which they do it. And Nestle has fallen under quite a bit of scrutiny for some of their practices. Um, The process of bottling water is exceptionally lucrative to Nestle because the price of the water comes really cheap to them. Yeah. Uh, For example, the factory where they extract uh, and bottle Ice Mountain in Michigan, the company pays only a $200 annual permit fee for the water. What? And that's it. They obviously pay for the water, like if you were just pulling it from a hose, the same amount. But on top of that, it's a $200 annual permit. That's it. They have to own the land that they're extracting it from. Okay, but they're such a big company, it doesn't matter. Exactly. They don't care. $200 is crazy low to them. Um, All in all, it costs about $10 to fill an entire tanker with tap water in Michigan where they bottle from. But after they bottle it, they could sell that same amount of water for $50,000. So they take $10 worth of water, throw it in some plastic bottles, and take it out to stores and make $50,000 on it. That's insane. Yes. Um, The same permit fee structure, by the way, is also used at their Arrowhead bottling facility in California. But as it turns out, they have been operating without a permit since 1988 when that permit to extract water from the San Bernardino forest expired. That's longer than I've been alive. Yeah, and the government has done nothing about it. And they have even recently been pushed to the front of the list for permit reissuance. Good. Get your permit reissued. Now, of course... This is already crazy because that was also like 200 and something dollars a year for that permit. And they just let it lapse and just never paid it. Well, I mean, if you're not going to make them do it, who fucking cares? They're literally dodging a 200 and something dollar a year fee to make millions upon millions of dollars. And the people bottling the water. See, I feel like. I don't know. I I know what this thought is in my brain, but I can't get it out of my mouth. Oh, see, I thought you might be going somewhere with like. They're building these factories. Yeah. And it's funny because that is also something they get criticized for because they target really weak areas. Yeah. Places that need... And that, they probably aren't paying these people that much money. No. and and like, But the thing is, is they provide jobs to these areas. Yeah. So 
So when they build these factories, they look for places that will give them the cheapest deal possible right. and that won't look too much into it. Like even California says that they have no legal precedent to ask how much water they're using. What? So they can't ask. In a drought-stricken state? Ooh, and you've hit on the next point because this is already pretty crazy in context, but it's but it's even worse in context, rather, uh, because California has been dealing with a drought for quite a while now uh, with the government, and the government has put tight restrictions on average citizens, but they let Nestle pump millions of gallons out of the ground without even paying the nominal permit fee and let them continue to operate while just paying a laughably small $524 annual fine for not for doing it without a permit. That's the fine. 524 bucks a year. That's the fine when they're pumping millions of gallons of water out? Mm-hmm. Dude, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, during the drought, many bottled water companies move their facilities outside of California. Most of them move into Pennsylvania, like Starbucks Ethos Bottling Plant. Um, and to help, obviously, with California's drought. Um, but the Nestle CEO said when asked if he would consider moving, he said, and I quote, Absolutely not. In fact, if I could increase water bottling operations, I would. I mean, are we shocked, though? These people only care about themselves. But it's just they're so brazen about it. They, yeah. Like, and you'll see there's another example later in this section that they're just like, yeah, yeah, we're taking water. So what? We don't care. We don't care what's going on. We own the land. We're going to take as much water as we want. We don't care about people. We care about profits. Well, what I also don't understand is, like, how are you that, like, I don't care how much water I pump out. We're going to run out. It will run out. So people think, have this idea that water is a renewable resource. And that, it's not, and, and, and that is it is infinite because of the water cycle. But if you unethically pump too much too fast... Wells dry up. Yeah. You know, it's like, sure, water will come back, but it's a long process. So if you just keep pumping water out and just thinking it's going to magically poof back into the aquifer, that's not how it works. No. And, you know, they figure that out. Uh, they have also come under fire for pumping all of this water out of Michigan for Ice Mountain, just miles away from Flint, who didn't have access to clean one running water for years. They were in a, a very dire water crisis for years and literally like miles away they're just pumping all this Nestle water is just pumping a bunch of clean water out of the ground and then you know what's worse the people of flint were reliant on bottled water because they didn't have fresh water pumped in so they're pumping this water that should just be there and free for them away from them and then selling it back to them at like 10 times the cost oh, i fucking hate this place mm-hmm um, it's just crazy. Uh, of course, this is even worse outside of the United States. Uh, take, for instance, in the Pakistani community of Bati Dilwan, uh, Nestle has pumped so much water out of their aquifer that the water level has sank 300 feet, um, causing the local population to get sick from dirty water. They have to literally, they had access, they were pumping from their own aquifer. Nestle pumped so much out that now all of their water is contaminated and they can't afford to buy it back from Nestle. So they just don't have access to clean drinking water anymore because of this. Dude, I believe karma's real and karma's coming for Nestle. Man, they've been around for so long and they just... Uh, Maybe they, not in this life, but the next a, one. 
At some point, yes, Nestle will hopefully tumble. This is insane. Yeah. I didn't quite think it was going to be this bad. Oh, it's bad, and it gets worse. Um, because this is something that Nestle not only is not remorseful for, uh, but doubled down on multiple times. Like when their former chairman, Peter Brabeck, uh, Letmaith, I don't know how to say that, he's Swiss, uh, said this. Mm-mm. There are two different opinions on the matter of water. The one opinion, which I think is extreme, is represented by the NGOs who bang on about declaring water a public right. That means that as a human being, you should have a right to water. That's an extreme solution. I mean, but there's so many things in this country that we deserve a right to that a lot of people don't think is a right. But water is like the basis of like human Yeah, I mean, you have to have it to survive. You have to have it. It should be a right. If we deprive people of water, they die. No, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I'm so, I'm, I'm not shocked by it after the way that, like, if I hadn't, if I had heard that before hearing what they'd done, I might be like, yo, what? But like after hearing what they'd done and then hear that he said that, I'm like, that checks out unfortunately also at like a 2000 summit for like water like they literally there was like a water convention Mm -hmm. i don't remember the name for it it's stupid um they pushed nestle did for changing the classification of access to clean drinking water from a right to a need um a small but important change that minimizes uh human rights while enriching themselves uh thankfully though this classification was not changed but they pushed for it and also, Nestle spends $2 million a year in the U.S. to lobby. $2 million a year annually. That's still a lot. Just in the U.S. Oh, yeah, just in the U.S. Yeah. So, I mean, when you wonder why maybe our government has sat back in inaction on this, you need look no further. The, but the fact that $2 million, $2 million is what is keeping you from... I don't know, letting you, it's just letting you screw your citizens over. I mean, that's kind of sad. Yeah, over. Like, I know that $2 million is a lot of money, but I would expect it to be much more. Yeah, and over a basic need. Right. Like, a if, right. It, if it was like Apple is like lobbying you to not make them change the port on an iPhone, like that's stupid and probably still shouldn't be allowed. But like, if you're literally like giving money to people to be like, yeah, just let us take all their clean water. It's a little different, and yeah, I don't think anyone's going to argue with me on that. No. Um, so, so far, just to recap, we have Nestle killing children and depriving them of clean drinking water in the search for profits. Man, the only thing that w- would make this worse, right? I-, I don't know, something crazy, like if they s- supported child slave labor, you know? There's, there's, no, there's no way. That that's where this is going, right? Anyway, let's move on to this next section, which I've entitled, Damn, They Really Be Doing Child Slaves Too, Huh? Uh, (laughs) So as we know, Nestle started off all about that milk, all about that chocolate, and all about that milk chocolate. Uh, And that has continued all the way up to modern times. Uh, Nestle counts many candies in their portfolio um, with chocolate options in Nestle Crunch, Kit Kat, Butterfinger, and more. The little turtles, that's them too. Um, Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Uh, It turns out that... Kit Kat! 
Kit Kat, yeah, that guy. Oh, no way, and Crunch. Yeah. Crunch is my favorite movie theater snack. Also, anything by the Wonka brand. They own the Wonka brand, too, which is why Nerd's Rope was in the opener. And I love a Nerd's Rope, so that really is really upsetting to me. And Butterfingers, actually. I love both of those. Um, It turns out, though, that the majority of cocoa that goes into making these chocolates uh, is produced on plantations in the Ivory Coast. And these plantations rely heavily... On the forced labor of child slaves, usually around 12 to 15 years old, and trafficked into the country for this express purpose from surrounding nations. Um, Although it is true that almost all chocolate has its origins in countries that utilize this child slave labor army, Nestle being such a big purchaser definitely has some weight to throw around to end these practices. And when confronted about this, they basically just say, well, all chocolate is sourced this way, so even if we don't believe in child labor, it's a necessarily it's a necessary evil to eat a candy bar. They basically This make- just reminds me of like when we talked about Jack Abramoff and the slaves that were in all that was going on. I can't remember what exactly was happening, but there were definitely slaves involved, and everybody was just like, meh, uh, tra- let me just turn a blind eye. Traditionally, companies do not um, do not talk about products or, like, problems in the supply chain because it's widely seen as, like, that's not our fault, you know. We just need cocoa. I don't know. We just buy cocoa. We, do, we don't look into who's selling it. We just buy it. And everyone else is buying cocoa from the same place. So if you want chocolate, you got to have a little child slave labor to go along with it. And it's hard work out there, you know? And there's talks about, you know, they got to cut them down. You got 12-year-olds with machetes cutting down cocoa pots. That's dangerous. I don't trust a 12-year-old with much, let alone a machete. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust a 12-year-old to hold my phone. I'm definitely not giving a 12-year-old a machete. No. Like, go cut down some cocoa pods. No, I think of all the sixth graders at school would not give any of them a machete. Not one of them. And you're right for it. Yeah. Uh, Nestle also states that most that most of the child labor, this was an argument they made, uh, is done by children of the farm's owner because they can't afford to hire outside help. So they just employ their children, uh, which isn't a good argument when you are the ones paying their wages in the first place. You're the ones that give them the money. So if they can't afford to hire outside help, I think that's your fault for not paying them more. Uh, a company that has how much 17 or 171 billion in revenue? That's 170 uh, billion in assets that assets. they hold currently. What was the revenue? Oh man, they make like 72 billion a year or something. Crazy. Yeah, you make 70, 17 billion a year. You make 17 billion dollars a year in net profit. In net profit and you can't pay these people more money so that they don't have to hire their own children. Yeah, man, and and if Nestle didn't set such aggressive price targets and maybe gave more to these cocoa farmers, maybe easier for them to operate without trafficking children into farms just so that you can eat a baby Ruth. Baby Ruth isn't even that good. No. You, you I'd like you're telling me that there's literally some children out there in child slave plantations just so someone out there can eat a Heath bar? Yeah, That's no, but, gross. but there no one are. even eats those. But there are though. That's what I'm saying. It's horrible. And we're still doing it. And just remember, like, uh, you know, it's hard because we all love chocolate, right? I was just thinking I can't ever eat chocolate again. Chocolate's tasty. Chocolate's good. But literally, it's like the Ivory Coast and one other country produces most of the world's cocoa. 
and they both are known to use child labor. Forced child labor, not even just like regular child labor, like child slave labor. This is all a really big bummer. So <laughs> these, those three, if you look anywhere about like, man, why does everyone hate Nestle? Those will be the three that are said most of the time. A, the child slave labor, they kill babies, and they steal water from impoverished people. Um, there are many more swept under the rug, just under the surface. And just quickly... Here's a few, just a few others that we don't have time to go into depth on, but I figured I should mention anyway. Uh, Nestle was raided in Canada and charged with price fixing. Uh, turns out they got together uh, with other chocolate companies and colluded to inflate their prices together. Um, it is believed they did something similar in America, but we didn't have enough proof to actually charge them with anything. Um Many, 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 many uh, union-busting accounts. Obviously, they're a big multinational corp uh, corporation. They hate unions. They have to because they're evil. Um, and they just oh, they hate workers' rights. Um, being heavily Russian-friendly, uh, even doing... Uh, even during this unprecedented invasion of Ukraine, uh, they were one of the last to pull operations out of Russia. And only after... Heavy criticism. They also, they were like spot, like Nestle, uh, one of the brands they owned was, or no, Nesquik. That's what I'm thinking of. Nesquik was sponsoring some like TV show segment or something in the Ukraine. And they had asked specifically not to hire a host that speaks Ukrainian. Like they had to speak Russian because they're a little bit, I mean, they got 7,000 workers in Russia. So they're a little like, yeah, well, you Ukraine. Even though they're, you, they were even though it was in the Ukraine, yeah, they didn't want... They asked specifically, like, it came from Nestle to not hire a host that speaks Ukrainian, but rather someone that speaks Russian. That's weird. Yeah. Um, pollution, that's another big one. Uh, just recently in France, a pet food factory owned by Nestle dumped enough waste into a river to kill three metric tons of fish. Oh, my God. And they just pulled out three metric tons of dead fish out of the river where they uh, dumped a bunch of... of uh, contaminants from uh like dog food processing so uh food quality uh basically every fruit every food production company has an outbreak of disease at some point somewhere uh especially if you get this big and you operate in this many countries and i actually see this as understandable sometimes you're gonna get an e coli outbreak um, what matters is that you have how you handle it. Yeah, you have methods in place to recognize it, yeah. to recall the items, and to fix whatever the problem yeah. was. I, you know, no one's perfect. I get it. What's not understandable though is that in 2008, it was discovered that Chinese-made Nestle milk products used in baby formula had been found to be contaminated with a substance called melamine, uh, an additive that is sometimes illegally added to food products to artificially increase their apparent protein contents. Um, this caused the deaths. Of six more babies, uh, Adam Denesley's tally, um, the hospitalization of 860 more and hundreds of thousands to become sick. I think the final total of victims in this was 300,000 people got sick because of melanin-infected uh, milk products and you from have, Nestle it, made companies. And when you were in that early in a stage of development, that being sick like that will affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah, because melamine uh, fucks with your kidneys. So yeah. the six babies that died and the ones who were hospitalized had kidney stones, and they were like infants with kidney stones. So, yeah. Now, they I will say they weren't the only ones 
that were causing this melamine poisoning. It was found on multiple things in China. Um, the WHO still calls it uh, their worst food safety case that they've ever had to tackle. Um, and the Chinese trials over this resulted in two executions, three life sentences, and two 15-year sentences. So two people were killed because of this. Whoa. Yeah, the Chi- I think the Chinese like executing people. A yeah. Bit. I think uh, like we, don't get me wrong, America, we love, we love executing people. We do, but, but uh, they wouldn't have executed anyone over this. No, you just kill babies with milk. America doesn't care. I mean, you might go to jail, but you're oh, not well, going to like... You definitely go to jail. If you're not actively poisoning the milk... Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, all of that from that. Um, also, uh, Nestle was buying milk from the wife of a Zimbabwe dictator, uh, Mugabe, Grace Mugabe, um, that was produced on a farm that was stolen from its rightful owners by this dictator. And then they they reached a deal to buy like millions of gallons of milk from them a year or something. So, and I mean they knew they knew, but yeah, yeah you they know don't what? care. <clears throat> the milk was cheap. Yeah. Why why buy the milk when you have a dictator's wife at home you pumping know? it for you? Exactly. Uh, they also used purposefully misleading labels uh, to market foods as healthy, such as those big like whole grain logos. They're also uh, a fifty percent contributor to General Mills. They own 50% of General Mills, so they own basically, like, all of our cereals as well. Um, They would put these big, like, whole grain certified, like, green labels that made it, like, seem healthy. But, like, 15 of the most sugary breakfast cereals are produced by Nestle. And they put that label on it. Whole grain on it. Yeah, they put that label on it. I'm like, it's whole grain, though. It'll give you diabetes, but it's whole grain. Um, Well, you can do both. Get you a cereal that can do both. Get you a cereal that can do both. Give you diabetes and also be, a, be a good source of, of fiber. Hell yeah. And there are many more. I don't want to hear So <laughs> that's just everything we had time for. I don't want this to be a three-part series on why you should hate Nestle. Although if you want to, there is... There Plenty is, out there. There is so much. So much information on Nestle and just how evil and how hated of a corporation they are. And I'm sure that even with this by now, you know why Nestle is widely regarded as one of the most evil companies in the world and why boycotts on their products extend to this day. But therein lies the problem. Nestle has too many products to avoid. Like how someone trying to avoid a Disney product basically can't watch any form of entertainment from sports to Star Wars. You can't eat or drink anything if you're trying to avoid Nestle. Hell, you you can't even feed your pets or wash your hair without kicking some money to Nestle. They know this, and that is why they are so blatant in their extortion of humankind. We have allowed this company to grow too large, and they are essentially a food and beverage monopoly globally. But how do you stop this from happening with a multinational corporation that spans so many jurisdictions that it is impossible to impose anti-monopolistic policies on them? I don't know. I don't know if you can at this point. Yeah, right. I don't know. But it starts with raising awareness to what they're doing. So from us here at White Collars Red Hands, we extend a big fuck you 
to the Nestle Corporation. Uh, your country stayed neutral during the atrocities of the Holocaust, and now you can't even stay on the winning side of history with your own practices. You've killed countless children and adults in the pursuit of greed. You show no remorse, and there, if it is real... Trust me that there is a special circle of hell dedicated to your torture, where hopefully they never let you drink anything but contaminated drinking water with half the amount of recommended formula mixed into it while dangling a bottle of water sourced from right underneath you, just out of your reach, you absolute assholes. I concur. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. The season eight premiere, uh, I wanted to start with something that I knew I'd be passionate about, and that is my hate for this company. Um, And I think a lot of people are in my camp. If anyone is trying to defend Nestle, you tell them to fuck off. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't know anyone who's going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, after hearing all that. Oh, and trust me, they've tried. They have tried to join all of these, these foundations. Oh, I'm sure. That, that are aimed at writing the wrongs that they've done or to show that they weren't complicit in any of it, that they're actually trying to get drinking water to people. They probably donate some of their bottled water to people and be like, look, we donated $10 million worth of water where if they just gave them the fucking water, it would have been $30 worth of water, something stupid like that. And say that they're being charitable, that they are following the code even when they're not. They don't care. They only want money. And they know that you have no fucking choice except for to buy their products. So you might as well listen to them anyway. And they don't care. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we do the show. Because this is... This is what happens when you let companies get too big. I honestly think that it's because when Henry Nestle created this company... He just wanted to make some chocolate, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think that that happens a lot with some of these really big companies that we cover. Like, this was not the original vision. This was not the original goal. But here we are. Well, they become detached from the view of a single person. Because I do believe that almost every single person will at least try and not be a dick. For the most part. At least a little bit. But when you have... When it becomes a governing body of multiple people like an oligarchy running this this corporation, what they do is they start trending to what society benefits them with. Mm-hmm. And we have, in a capitalistic society, we always reward the people that make profit no matter how they do it. Mm-hmm. So over time, they, co- they become less distanced from the human experience and m- closer to the collective societal capitalist experience. And they start doing whatever gets them profit yeah. because that's what they're rewarded for. So that's what they're going to do. So we need to hold them accountable and understand this is a problem that corporations do. A huge problem. A huge problem, an endemic problem to everywhere. And we need to put stops in place to, to fix it. I agree. It's it's ridiculous. Like, Honestly, they shouldn't have lasted past the 70s after killing all those babies. The fact that they were able to last past that that's a huge issue. Yeah, and it's partially because the way that they got these people hooked on using formula, they just they couldn't get out of. Mm-hmm. So they're still going to get the money no matter what because they literally need it. And in these countries, there's usually not a lot of competition, so it's not like they can go somewhere else. Right. And even if they do go somewhere else, it's the same price. 
So horrific. What are you going to do? Um, so if you feel the same way we do about this, and that's made you enjoy learning more about this, even though it pisses you off, probably like it pisses us off. Um, shameless segue into a plunger, even though we just fucking ranted about bullshit corporations for so long. Um, you can elevate this message and us by uh, engaging with us, leaving a review, uh, leaving a rating, uh, recommending us to somebody that maybe doesn't know about the atrocities Nestle's committed. So, because people need to learn about this stuff. They do. Um, and that helps us. Um, it also helps us just to follow uh, the socials, engage with us that way. Uh, Facebook.com slash white collars red hands, Instagram at white collars pod. Uh, Twitter at White Collars oh, Pod. Twitter at White Collars Pod. Instagram at White Collars underscore Red Hands. Once again, two and a half hours of sleep. I don't even know how. Hey, I, you did pretty good, actually. I don't know how I made it through this. Um, now, the the real sh- uh, shameless plug, you can just give us money by buying um, Yeah, merch. money, um, money, we, money. We put our time and effort into this, and we do believe that we should get compensated at least mildly for that. So um, you can buy a merch. You get something in return. It's not like you're just sending us free money. Right, but you um, can do that. And, you you know, you can rep the podcast that way, too. Um, the link is in the show description, or you can go to our website, whitecollarsredhands.com, and click the link that says check out our merch. Uh, you can also contact us through our website, listen to the show directly through there. Um, but if you don't feel like doing that, you can also just send us an email at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. Um, we have a fan submitted episode this season. We actually have a fan submitted episode every season. So season nine, that could be you. If you start submitting right now, we always love hearing from you. Um, we get new perspectives on, uh, topics to cover you know because sometimes we get stuck in a rut and we start thinking about the same things but sometimes getting a message from you guys like oh you should check this out is really refreshing to us it's really it's awesome and we get to explore a different uh avenue so that's super awesome um i think that's it yeah so thank you guys for listening to the season premiere season eight and we'll be back next week with another episode of white collars red Red Hands. hands